In the holy name of Jesus, amen. It has been quite a Lent for the state of Illinois. Another governor went to jail. We rose to number three on the list of the most corrupt states, and Chicago was named the most crooked city in America. So it is no surprise that the newspapers have been jammed with good advice about how to survive when you go to prison. Don't sit on another man's bunk. Don't reach across his plate at dinner. Don't change the channel on the television set. And if somebody wants to fight, it's almost always better to drop to the floor and curl up in a ball and protect yourself. Lent can feel a lot like that. One fight after another. And finally, it all just becomes too much. And Holy Week leaves us curled up on the floor, protecting ourselves from whatever might come next. This morning, these very noble women, Mary and Mary Magdalene, have given up the fight. They go to the tomb trying to do the right thing, but they leave absolutely paralyzed by fear. The angel says to them, go out and tell everybody. But they go home and they tell nobody. They have had enough. After all they've been through, now comes the final indignity. The body is gone and they suspect that it has been stolen. And that is just too much. It is too much loss. Thankfully, the church knows this about us, that our lives are often marked by one fight, one pain, one failure, one sin, one loss, and one fear after another. When we are young, there is the fear of what comes next. Will we make it? In the middle, we fear that our lives do not matter, that somehow we have wasted it. As we grow older, there is the fear that we will be forgotten. And then finally, as we near death, there is the very real fear that we will be punished properly for all the ill that we have done. But the church knows this about us. The church knows that life often scares us to death. And so the church gives us Lent, a season that shows us another way out. A season that prepares us for life after Easter. Lent is the most practical season of the church year because Lent teaches us to manage our fear. Lent teaches us to manage our fear by exposing us to the very things that scare us, 
our fights and our pain and our failure, our sins and our losses, and even our own death. Lent teaches us to manage those things, but in a very safe, orderly, disciplined, and holy way that leads us past fear and into joy. Think about what has happened in the past 40 days. One priest describes it brilliantly. The Alleluia goes away on transfiguration. Music and flowers go on Ash Wednesday. The Gloria disappears. The Holy Supper is removed from the altar on Monday Thursday. The altar is stripped bare. On Good Friday, there isn't even a Mass. The crosses and the statues are veiled. At the beginning of the vigil, we start in darkness. We are deprived of light itself. It is as if the church herself were completely dead with Christ in the tomb. But over the past 40 days, the safe, ordered, disciplined, holy life of Lent, that liturgical death of the church has brought us to face our worst fears one by one. And now this morning on Easter, it reveals to us how Christ emptied himself in coming to fight our fights, to save us from our sins, and to teach us who we are meant to be in these days after Easter. Today the church springs gloriously back to life. We have looked our troubles and our pain and our failures and our fear and our loss in the eye, and we have survived. Now the single spark of Christ's resurrection spreads his purifying flame through the whole church, for you and for me. Today the Mass returns, and through his sacred mysteries this morning, we become divine participants in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. We leave today, and we know how to live. It is absolutely genius what Jesus has done to us today on Easter. Every past mistake has been wiped away. His living, breathing word has changed us. And at the Eucharist, everybody gets a fresh start. His resurrection means that these words spoken to the thief on the cross, today you will be in paradise with me, those words are true for you and for me as well. So this is what we've come to on Easter after Lent. No sin, no guilt, no shame, no failure, no loss, no fear, no death. The practical meaning of the resurrection is this. The angel comes to us and says, fear nothing. Now we know what those first noble women came to see. 
Mary and Mary Magdalene. They came to see that the suffering of Lent was not an empty suffering, but rather our great purification and strengthening. Lent strips away so many hurtful things, anger and old grudges, vices and lies, failures and fights. And at the very same time, it builds new and helpful habits of prayer and charity. And so this Lent was a great 40-day preparation for the kind of persons we ought to be, the kind of community we were born to be at our baptism. Now with Lent behind us comes this great burst of activity. Fear dissolves in putting one foot in front of the other as we practice the liturgical life, the disciplined and obedient life of Christ and Scripture and prayer and tithing and mercy and witness, as we embrace new habits of being, just a bit more patient, a bit more loving, a bit more kind and generous, a bit more forgiving. It's really true. In the days after Easter, every challenge, every trouble, every failure, and every sin is a chance to exercise divine virtue. Not a chance to curl up and die, but to live, and to live well in the image of Christ as his church. And so it really is true that today is just a little brighter than any other day. Because you go out today and you can build a life on an empty tomb. A life that is not shaken by what comes to you at any time between now and next Easter. And that life, that liturgical churchly life, that very different way out, that has been honed and polished during the last 40 days of Lent, now comes to us as our great comfort and honor, as our great joy and blessing. There really is nothing to fear. In the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen.